What's up, everyone? Welcome to the In One Accord podcast, where we explore the background, lyrics, and musical expression of the songs we sing and why we sing them. Our desire is to glorify God through songs that are biblically sound, worshiping together in harmony, and living in complete agreement with Christ. That is In One Accord. This is Johnny Broadworth. And this is Tim. And today we're going to be looking at the doxology, which is a song that I feel like no matter who you are, you probably either know, have sung, or have heard the doxology at some point if you go to church. Absolutely, yes. And many points even. (laughs) It's one of those songs that, you know, it's in tons of different languages. You go to a worship conference or anything and people say, all right, no more instruments. We're just all with just the voices going to sing the doxology and everyone knows the words. You don't even need to have the lyrics on the screen. Yeah, true. Everyone busts out into these four part harmonies (laughs) and it's gorgeous. And you're like, how does everyone know this song and why is it so popular? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's so many times after all creatures of our God and King, mm, we mm-hmm. we have sung this one in the past. And it just, I mean, it fits great. Right. So as we dive into studying this famous uh, chorus, let's look at the lyrics of this song. So it's just four simple lines. It says this, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above ye heavenly hosts, praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. So it's very simple, very straightforward lyrically. Uh, So why do people sing it so much? Is it something that becomes kind of just mindless repetition? Uh, What's the significance of it? So Tim, as you were studying it, what were you seeing background and why do people sing it so much? Well, we talked about a few weeks ago, Holy, Holy, Holy being independent from uh, from any musical uh, instruments or any type of melody going on in the background. It could just be sung. It can be sung by a group of people, by one person. Uh, it's simple. It's, four, like you said, four lines, easy to remember. Uh, and I was speaking with my father-in-law, pastor, and he told me that he sings this one a lot and he loves to end a service with it because it uh, really it, it brings unity to this just humongous group of people and they all end on the same note mm-hmm. and uh, but mm-hmm. but to bring unity and they're all in agreeing with it if they're singing it you know like we talk about uh, being in one accord we're all in agreement of what we're doing right right and I mean even looking at just the name of the song doxology well what is a doxology a doxology is a short hymn of praise to god um and that's something that people do oftentimes to close their services to close a time of worship um Hmm. i was reading one article and it says this among christian traditions a doxology is typically an expression of praise sung to the holy trinity father son and holy spirit um and it's normally the final stanza right just like hey this is what it's all about. We're all singing these songs. We're all here in worship. It's all about praising the triune Godhead. And that just, it's a nice summary statement of everything that we've just done. Right. Yeah. However, looking at some of the background, this was just actually one part of three bigger songs. So tell us a little bit more about that. Oh, man. So, 
so he was involved in, in a and lot who's of. Who's he? We, we've been saying. Oh, he. that's true. That's true. <laughs> Thomas Ken. Thomas Ken. He was involved. He had uh, a lot of students in his lives, and and then his own kids as well in his life. And uh, so he wrote these hymns. He wrote three of them: uh, one for the morning, one to be sung in the morning, one to be sung in the evening, and one to be sung at midnight if you couldn't sleep. So that's pretty deep into the night. Uh, but to talk about convicting, when I heard that he wrote this, uh, four people, four kids, I just, I was immediately convicted because I don't write hymns for my boys, you know, and I don't even have something for them to read that's biblical if they can't go to sleep at night. But what a great idea uh, to go to sleep on this. And then what a great idea we've talked about in the past to wake up with this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the first the first line even of the morning hymn is, Awake my soul and with the sun, thy daily stage of duty run. Uh, and just such artistic words to go with such an amazing melody uh, that eventually came, not right away, right? but for us. Well, yeah, even the next line, shake off dull sloth and early rise to pay thy morning sacrifice. So just, hey, you're telling your body, like, get up. It's time to serve and praise the Lord rather than, like, mm. sit, sitting in bed of wondering, ah, do I want to get up or scrolling <laughs> on your phone or, you know, thinking about all that needs to get done. Instead, just waking up and singing this hymn, it's almost like a call to worship for your body of like, hey, get up. It's time to serve the Lord. Mm. It's so cool. Yeah, that's true. Very motivating too and inspiring. Right. So yeah, the morning hymn, he has three verses that just all talk about uh, getting ready to serve the Lord that day. And then he closes with the doxology. Then the evening hymn, uh, he reflects back on his day saying, Lord, forgive me for the wrongs that I did today. He asks for the Lord to help him rest well. He gives glory and praise to God for what happened that day. And then Mm. he closes with the doxology of praise God from whom all blessings flow. Everyone praise the Lord. Um, But I especially love the midnight hymn because I think it's so often when we have trouble sleeping, you know, what do we do? We like, well, I'm going to turn on Mm. a show to watch or I'm going to scroll on my phone or I'm just going to toss and turn. Or if I'm anxious, I'm just going to think about all the different things going on in my life and try to figure out how to fix it. But for him to be proactive to write this and say, hey, if you if you can't sleep at night, praise the Lord and sing this hymn and have these words on your mind as you try to fall asleep. And if you can't, it's another chance to praise the Lord. Uh, for whatever reason, God has you up right now. So why not use it to praise him? I just think that's being such a good steward of yeah. that time. That's a that's a great point. We do mindless things, even as you think far as far back as, as counting sheep, you know, just mindless, mm-hmm. right. completely. Yeah, and then and it's late at night, so you don't think maybe that you're going to be able to do anything beneficial. Mm. But man, put it to the test. Mm-hmm. Read one of these hymns or, or read God's word, and uh, yeah, it's it's an amazing idea and thought. Right. And that brings us to the melody because he wrote these hymns and they didn't originally have music put that to them is just the words um but a common tradition that people did back hundreds of years ago and even today uh they have melodies uh, like a certain number of melodies and they say hey we're gonna sing this tune to psalm 137 so for example like if we had the tune happy birthday we're gonna sing the tune happy birthday but sing the words of psalm 100 mm. so everyone open your bible to psalm 100 and we're just gonna sing the words with happy birthday um And so they had this tune called The Old 100th, and no one really knows who wrote it, 
but eventually it just came to be paired with the doxology and that's what everyone associates it with. That is so interesting. Yeah. And Thomas Ken, he was born uh, in the 1600s. I believe it was 1637. Uh, He was born in London. And back then to think that, that hymns were, uh, not welcome mm-hmm. in the church. They sang psalms. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've come a long way, fortunately, mm-hmm. uh, with that. But yeah, it's very interesting to, to see this old 100th tune being used like this even today. Pretty right. Amazing. Yep, absolutely. And then, yeah, just looking at that chorus itself, right? Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Uh, the chorus starts with turning your attention back to God, Right. Our work ethic is not the source of our blessings, um, our success, our skills, other people. No. And every good and perfect gift comes from God, Mm. right? And we even see that James chapter 1. We can go and look at that and see that God is the source of all good things. Uh, Then he says, praise him, all creatures here below. And it's a call to all creation to lift up their voices to the Lord. Uh, you look at the mountains, the trees, the sun, moon, stars, everything gives glory to God. And so we, as part of creation, want to join in that um, rather than rebelling against him. Hmm. And then he says, praise him above you heavenly hosts, right? There's the angels who are singing the chorus. Everything that God has created should be praising him. There's no part of creation that should be praising itself or praising something else. God is deserving of all of that. And so I just love that he's saying, hey, no matter if you're in heaven before the throne room, if you're here on earth, wherever you are, whoever you are, your praise should be going to God because he deserves it at all times. Yeah, and even just thinking through a holy, holy, holy and where mm-hmm. that comes from from John's, revel- John's revelation and uh, just thinking about the elders and all the creatures that are there and they're constantly singing, mm. holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, uh, is just an amazing, uh, it was an amazing picture to, to think about. But yeah, to sing it in this song and make sure that we're doing it as much as we possibly can is, is huge. One of my favorite things musically about this song is you don't need the instruments it, it can just be just the voices, and the harmonies are very easy to learn, and it's not a hard song to sing, so everyone in the congregation, like you were saying, can be part of it, and that's what cor- corporate worship should be. The song shouldn't be too high or too low to where certain people feel feel like they can't participate in worship, right? Corporate worship, everyone should be able to sing. And with this song, there are four-part harmonies, and it's a very easy melody to where every single voice can join in and make this beautiful sound of praise to God. And it it communicates a reverence to it as well, you know, just with it being an older melody. Yeah, there's just this certain sense of awe and reverence as you sing it, of like, we are in the presence of God singing praise mm. to our Creator we don't deserve to be here right now, but we get to be. Wow. Yes. Yeah. I get goosebumps. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. And uh, it's almost hard to sing this song out of tune because mm-hmm. there are mm-hmm. so many different ways you could go, different tracks. And it's almost always sung in a different key, too. It mm-hmm. doesn't It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be. A lot of the times it's whatever you end the song that you just ended in mm-hmm. with, you know, and and. 
it's so easy to even if this isn't a planned thing to just like you said no lyrics needed just start singing the song you know and close Mm -hmm. your eyes and really just enjoy uh hearing everybody yeah just just agreeing and and singing the song totally so maybe an application something we challenge you with for this week um at the start of your day, at the end of the day, and then if you have trouble sleeping, uh, sing the doxology to the Lord. We will find a way to get the lyrics to you for the three hymns that he wrote if you want to be ambitious and memorize the other lyrics. Oh, man. Uh, but at the bare minimum, just sing the doxology to start your day, to end your day, and if you can't fall asleep, and see how that can help orient your heart to God in all things. Yeah, and you know, we've mentioned this even with a few, and they're usually hymns, but with a few songs to memorize at least the chorus of the song so that you can start your day and end your day, but especially starting your day with Mm -hmm. scripture or with a a hymn or a psalm or a spiritual song that uh, you will have in your head for at least the next hour or two singing that. Um, But this is just another one that you can add to your arsenal uh, of different hymns to start the day. Totally, because it teaches our hearts, right? Whatever you're dwelling on, that's going to affect what your mind focuses on. Mm So music can be very powerful because it helps us remember lyrics. And so whatever lyrics we're filling our mind with, that's going to direct our attention. So I love what you said. It's a great point. It's an arsenal, right? We have Mm. weapons to fight our sin, our flesh, the world, the devil, right? We want to focus on praising the Lord, and this just helps get our mindset on the right track and hopefully our hearts as well. True, and ultimately scripture, right? Mm-hmm. Scripture yep. is what you want in your arsenal. Right. But but music, like you've mentioned, is so powerful and, and makes things so much easier to memorize. Uh, and th- these are great hymns of, of hope and, and biblically sound lyrics, really, that, that we're talking about, so... Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we will not make you sing the doxology along with us right now, but (laughs) we hope that this is an encouragement to you. And with everything that has breath, let's praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.